My name is Blake Huffine, and I'm the pastor here at the Movement Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this message inspires you. hope it grows you closer to Jesus Christ. So let's jump right in and receive the message. Welcome to the Movement Church. Today we're going to be talking about sleeping in the Garden of Gethsemane. And we're going to be going to Matthew chapter 26 uh, for our foundation of Scripture today. We're going to be reading verses 36 through 46. uh, And we're going to really do some deep diving into the biblical uh, look at this. We're going to use uh, some root words. We're going to look at the Strong's words. So, um, yeah, so let's just ask that God would lead us before we really go into this. So, Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, just asking that you would uh, give us revelation and wisdom to your word as we study it. Um, Lord, uncover things that we don't see with our natural eye, Lord. Give us spiritual eyes, and uh, yeah, Lord, just speak to us and guide us into your will further. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so let's go ahead and read this scripture. We're going to go to Matthew 26, verse 36 through 46. Uh, And let's read this, let's just read this event. So it says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, which is John and James, and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass for me, yet not as I, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to his disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, So you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? Keep watching and praying so you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again a second time and prayed, saying, My father, if this cup cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them again and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up and let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. So you can see the frustration here that Jesus has brought uh, Peter and John and James to to keep watch with him and to pray as he prayed, and, and they just couldn't do it. They kept falling asleep in this Garden of Gethsemane, and, and there was obvious frustration with Jesus here. So we're talking about the Garden of Gethsemane for a specific reason. Um, during study of this, uh, I began to get revelations from the Spirit, I believe, um, about the Garden and the... Um, uh, just the uniqueness of where they gather. See, there's no coincidence in Scripture. Everything has a deep meaning. Um, everything has a meaning. God God ordains everything without coincidence. And so I began to study uh, the root words for this uh, for this section of Scripture, and I found that Gethsemane actually means an oil press. And it comes from two words in the Aramaic, which mean wine press and oil for anointing. And so I thought that it was so significant that Jesus enters this garden of Gethsemane, this garden of a wine press, this garden of an oil press, this garden of a wine press of oil for anointing, if you put it all together. Literally, this garden of a wine press of oil for anointing. And so what we're seeing here is that if we look at what actually happens in a wine press in those time period. It was usually like a, 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 a round or a square area where people would throw all their grapes in and they would literally trot on them, bruise them up and crush them until the, until the, the juice would flow out of the, the grapes, out of the section down a channel 
into a container where everybody would come and would scoop it out in their wineskins and their clay jars. And so with Jesus entering into this garden of Gethsemane, literally an oil press, a wine press, um, with Jesus entering this before the tribulation, before his trial up to crucifixion, literally was showing the symbolism behind what he was about to undergo. Now, not only was Jesus showing that he was going to be like a grape, being crushed, being beaten, but the outcome of his trial was the oil, the anointing flowing out into the believers. Literally, this the same process that a grape goes through becoming wine, and even if you want to look back at the Last Supper, literally happened in the same chapter, not even... 10 verses before this, Jesus explaining that the wine is his blood. And so then he goes on into this garden of wine press and then furthermore goes into the into his uh, trial with, with Pilate um, all the way up to his death and resurrection. We see that there's so much symbolism packed into this garden explaining that Jesus was about to pour out anointing, about to pour out the juice for the believer. So why did I say sleeping in the garden? So you got to remember that the the three um, the three disciples that were Jesus never really had said he had an inner circle, but we see these three disciples that are are usually with Jesus, seeing major events throughout the walk as he prepared them for a leadership role. Um, so when we look at them sleeping in the Garden of Gethsemane. We need to take that and apply it to ourselves today. We need to take that and apply it to ourselves today. You know, we're in a time now where anointing is flowing out, where the Spirit is really moving, and we need to ask ourselves, are we, are we awake? Are we praying as our Lord has asked us to? Are we preparing ourselves for tribulation? Are we preparing ourselves for the walk of Christ, or are we sleeping? Are we asleep in our church? Are we asleep in our traditions? Are we asleep in our daily life? Or are we awake and steadfast and praying and doing the things that Christ has asked us to do to be in preparation for the time that we are in and going into? We need to ask ourselves, are we awake? Are we receiving? Are we drinking the juice? Are we taking part in the communion? Are we, are we gathering together in unity and getting ready uh, for for that feast, for that reu- reunite with the Lord in person, are we getting ourselves ready for the tribulation? Are we getting ourselves ready for the trials and for the pain? Or are we asleep in the garden? Because I'm not sure if you've noticed, but revival is pouring out right now. We we are living in the Garden of Gethsemane right now. It is literally, the Spirit is moving. There's the, I mean, full-on revival is breaking out. People are getting set free and... There's a lot of people that are asleep. There's a lot of people sleeping in the garden instead of being awake. And so I loved this highlight. I loved this uh, this revelation of the root words of Gethsemane, seeing what it really means for Jesus to pray in the garden. So that's pretty much it. Are you awake in the garden of Gethsemane? Are you praying? Are you uh, asking God to keep you from temptation, prepare yourself for tribulation? Or are you asleep? Because the bad news is, is that Jesus may not run up to you and wake you up like he did to the disciples in this section. This video may very well be Christ coming and trying to wake you up. 
while you're sleeping in this garden. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Guys, get the anointing. Pray that God would be with you and strengthen you. Put on the full armor of God. That's it. Hope to see you next week.